Okay, you don't have to go home, but you do have to go away. And I'm getting ready to preach. Would you stand with me real quickly? I, I, let's, let's, let's jump right into this. And we're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power and the grace and the life that are in your word. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. I pray that you would reside in, in each one of us so that we could hear what you want to say to your children today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Jesus told a parable that, uh, that I think has direct bearing over, on, on this. It's over in Matthew chapter 25. Uh, a very rich man was going away on a long journey, and he called together some of his servants, and he entrusted money to them. Entrusted in, in, the, in the NIV, it says, uh, uh, to, to one he gave five bags of gold, and to another two bags, and, and then to another one bag, each according to his ability, and then he went on his journey. Now, the, the King James uses the, the serendipitous term talents instead of saying bags of gold, because in Jesus' day, uh, a, a talent was a measure of weight. It was, it was 75 pounds. Uh, and to apply it to, to gold, well, often, often it would be, and I think it would certainly be warranted in this case uh, to apply it to gold, which would mean that if it was a bag carrying these, these little one-ounce coins in it, there'd be 1,200 of them in that bag. So that's just, this is a, it's a pretty heavy-duty thing. But I like the term talents because, and I said it was serendipitous because for us, it's got a different meaning, Right? A talent is a skill that you have. When, when someone has a talent, they make something that's difficult look easy because for them it is easy. You know, if you, uh, if you watch uh, someone who, who has a talent to paint, paint, you go, wow, that looks easy. And then you try it. <laughs> so someone who can, who can uh, catch a, a punted football, you know, that looks easy when they just catch it and away they go. You get under one of those things. And, and try and figure out who, you know, how to keep it from hitting you in the face, you know, it, it's, it's not exactly that easy. So a, a talent is, is something, is, is a skill that people, uh, that people have. And, they, and, and cooking, yeah, co- cooking's another, it's, it's not all got to do with, you know, cooking can be a talent. Uh, Jeannie Gibson gets, uh, yeah, everybody say amen. Uh, Jeannie Gibson gets, gets to cooking and you, and you, you enjoy it. You go, man, this is good, Miss Jeannie. And she goes, oh, it's nothing and everything. And then you try it. And all the windows in your house are open to try to get the smoke out. We're, we're having smoked green beans today. Yeah. Whatever it may be. 
Anyway, uh, the servant who received five bags, you know what, you know what the, the, the servant did with it? Got five more. So that when, when the master came back, uh, he had ten bags. And I, and I said he, it was probably a she, uh, had, had ten bags ready for him. And then the one that got two bags, you know what that person did? They went and got two more bags. And so when the, when the master came back, one of them had 10 bags waiting for him, and the other one had four bags waiting for him. And you know, what G, you, you know what the master said to the one that had 10 bags? He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'm going to put you in charge of a lot of things. Come and share your master's happiness. And to the one that had four bags, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'm going to put you in charge of a lot of things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now, over in Luke, there's another parable that's similar to this, where the master gives each servant the same thing, and the one who earns more actually gets more. But that's a different story. There's a different lesson there. In this one, he gave to each one according to their ability, and the one that had four bags got exactly the same reward as the one that had 10 bags. That's important. You need, you need to hold that thought. Now, the one that had one bag, you know what that person did with it? Nothing. In, in fact, I went and buried it, which is actually some work, but that's not really what you're supposed to do with a talent when it's given to you. And you know what the master said to him? You wicked, lazy servant. Get out. Okay, on on that encouraging note, if you were here last week, you understand that you're part of the body of Christ. We were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, period. No exceptions. Everyone who belongs to Christ is part of the body of Christ. Uh, and you also have been given a talent, at least one, at least one. And you may go, well, where's my 75 pounds of gold? I'd like to have that right now. No, 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 no. You've been given a talent that is more valuable than 75 pounds of gold. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, how many of you understand that we live in a culture of low self-esteem? We, we, we live in a Okay, yeah, we've got, we've got people who definitely understand it, people who kind of understand it, people who didn't know what the question was. Uh, we, we, we live in a culture of low self-esteem, and, and, and this isn't, uh, the issue isn't really abusive parents, though they, they exist. There are parents who just don't have any more sense than to say, than to plant bad seed in their children. Uh, and, and, and really, whenever, whenever a, a parent derides a child in a, in a verbally abusive way, that says a whole lot more about the parent than it says, says about the child. Of course, children aren't old enough to understand that. They aren't old enough to, uh, to figure that out. I, I tell you, when, you're, uh, when, you're, when your little child begins to kind of get on your nerves, I love what Arwen says, uh, our oldest daughter. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't say, I mean, you know, Jack's handsome and he's, and he's smart and, and all that stuff. What she says is the three-year-old is not going to make decisions for this house. You're not always going to be a three-year-old, but you are now. 
and you don't get to make the decision. So uh, anyway, that's that's the kind of thing. But no, I think there are two things. There are two reasons why we are a culture that is um, two primary reasons why we are a, a culture of low self-esteem. One is advertising, because our advertising is so good. It really is. It's slick. And, and, and one of two things happens in advertising. One of them either says, you should look like this. And if you don't look like this, but you buy our hair care products, or you take our pills, or you join our club, we can help you look like this. No, they can't. You're, you're not ever going to look like this. George Clooney should be illegal. Just saying. And, and I'll tell you something else. That gal, that gal up there, she looks in the mirror every morning and she sees every flaw, every, every wrinkle. Ooh, there's a gray hair coming in. And she doesn't even know she's pretty. Or advertising will say, you would be better if you had a yacht, if you had more hair, if you had a diamond ring, if you, if you, if you had a, a sports car. Look, you would not be better if you had a yacht. You would have a yacht. And, you know, the more hair, well, we'll, talk, we'll get to that in a second. The, the more hair thing, you know, I am coming to the conclusion, especially when I look at pictures of myself, that less hair is sexy. <laughs> Just saying. Amen. Claim it, brother. <laughs> and a sports car? Really? I mean, if you got a sports car, all you got is fast depreciation. But advertising, you know, comes in and it gets us and it makes us want these things and, and, you know, create the need and collect the cash. Makes us feel inferior because we don't have or because we aren't something. We're, uh, as I was looking at, 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 um, at pictures to kind of put up here, I ran across a couple of things and, and I just couldn't resist this one because it's just so reality. <laughs> I also like the one. There was there was a there was a cartoon of a guy who's 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 writing. He's at his desk and he's writing, and the caption said, "Dear diary, sorry to bother you again, but." And that's kind of the way that we tend to feel in this culture. So uh, you know, a- advertising, and then I think the second reason is because of the decline of faith. Used to, virtually everybody knew that. You're valuable because Jesus died on the cross for you. Everybody knew that you're valuable because you are created in the image of God. Everybody knew that whatever you've done for one of the least of these, you've done for me. That, that every, every person is an opportunity to, has the potential to, for Jesus Christ inside of them. And we don't know that. We don't know that anymore. And we, and we tried to cure we tried to cure this epidemic by secular means. So everybody gets medals and everybody gets trophies and everybody gets diplomas. When, when I was growing up, you had to graduate high school to get a diploma. Now you got four before you get to high school. 
And so, and, and it creates kind of this tension in the culture between those who call it no child left behind and those who call it no child gets ahead. And they're both right. Because there is no secular answer to it. The answer is, uh, the answer is in the Bible. You are who you are. God, God created you with a purpose and a plan and a place. You, you are not the exception. You're, you're, when, you, when you came into the world, God didn't go, oh my goodness, I thought that I knew everything, but I didn't see that coming. Maybe I'm not omniscient. No. He knew exactly that you were coming, and he had, he, had a, he had a plan for you and a purpose for you, and he had a place for you whenever he, whenever he created you. And your value is not, is not based on anyone else. Over in 2 Corinthians, Paul says this, We do not dare classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they're not wise. It's not wise to, uh, to, to look at somebody else. You can always find somebody who can do it better than you, and you can always find somebody you can do it better than. Always. So what good does it do to compare yourself with somebody else? So... so it's great to be able to shoot a basketball, okay? It's great to be able to, to dance. Uh, I mean, it's great to be able to sing or, or paint or do anything like that. But you have been created in the image of God, and you have the ability to create. You have the ability to reason. You have the ability to choose. You have the ability to love, which is far greater than any of those other talents. I mean, which would you rather, which would you rather be? Someone who was great at the three-point shot or someone who was great at love. I mean, that's a no-brainer. And any other talent that you, can, that you can name, all of it pales in comparison to being able to love. To, to being, I got, a, I got a, a text message, actually, in the, in, during the first service uh, from a gal who... Uh, goes to this church, but she's out of town right now, and she said, pray for my friend. This, this friend of mine's going through a real uh, try, a trying, difficult time in their life. And, and I said, well, yeah, I will pray for them, and you need to pray for them, but you know, what you really need to do is you need to love them and, and show them kindness and show them mercy. And, and in fact, this gal's got a megawatt smile. And I said, turn that smile on and, and use that on, on this person, because that's that's what they need right now. And you know what? Uh, no amount of, of uh, field goals or baskets or home runs or, or anything like that is going to make a difference in that person's life. But what I was telling this girl to do can. And that's, that's what we've been given. Our value is, our value is in, intrinsic. You were, you were created in God's image to be able to do those things. And that's a great slide, but I didn't get it up in time. So, 
So somebody else can do something better than you. Well, great. Praise God. Hallelujah. When I got my first computer, it was a Commodore 64. I got that thing. Yeah. Somebody say Commodore 64. <laughs> brought, that, brought that thing home, plugged it into the wall, plugged it into the TV, and watched this white thing blink on the screen. And I went, uh-oh. Is it broken? No, it's worthless. Unless I, so I, I went, oh, I guess I'm just going to have to do something about that. So I went out and got me a book on how to program. And I brought that book home, and within a couple of hours, instead of having a white thing blinking on the screen, I had a blue thing blinking <laughs> on the screen. That was great. And then I thought, I'm either going to have to change jobs, or I'm going to have to just unplug this thing, throw it away. But you know what? there ended up being some people who were better than me at that kind of stuff. And they made things that made, made it absolutely valuable in my life. I can now type. <laughs> because, because you can erase without any, you know, without, without, any, without any problems. <laughs> I'm glad there are people who can do things better than I can. Okay. This is where this is all going. Uh, here and then we're going to talk about the New England Patriots in a second. Small groups. We're starting small groups in August, and I want you to be a part of one. Not so we can go, oh, we got a whole bunch of people in small groups. It's because they need you. They need you. You may not, you may not know that. You may not feel like anybody needs you. And especially grown-up people, adults, they need me. They need you. You have at least one gift. Over in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, Paul says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. And then he goes on to list some gifts, and this is by no means an exhaustive list, but there are quite a few things. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, you know, you, it may freak you out to go prophesying. Can you serve? If your gift is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. I, I have a friend uh, a number of years ago who, who was telling me, uh, he said he went to his wife one day and he said, you know, I, I think my gift is, is encouragement. And she said, there's no such gift. She didn't have it. Uh, and uh, he said, well, yeah, I think there is, you know, and, and, and went and found it. I mean, I, aren't you glad? I hope there are people in your life who whenever they, you see them coming, you go, oh, I'm glad they're here. Because you know they're going, to, they're going to build you up. You know they're going to do something that, that you're going to leave feeling better about yourself than you did than you did before. That's the gift of encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. Now, that's not tithing. Tithing is a, is a command and a, and, a, and a discipline. But there are some people that just, uh, and you go, well, I don't know any of these people. Well, I, I, I do. There's some people who just love to give. Love to give. And some of them have money, and they give money, but some of them don't necessarily have a lot of money, but they sure can cook. They sure can serve. They, 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 they're going to be there for you. 
So if, if, if it's giving, give generously. And if it's to lead, lead diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Showing mercy, that's a, that, that's a gift. And, and one that's needed. Okay. For, for some, some people, this would excite. Some people, this would incite. And some people don't care. Uh, but this, these are the world champion New England Patriots. Okay. That's what, that's what I figured I'd get here. But they've won quite a few world championships, and, uh, including the last one. And if you're a football fan and you know about these, these guys at all, then you probably know what their motto is. They have a motto, and it's three words, and it tells you why they are world champions. And the motto is, do your job. Do your job. Don't do his job. Don't do her job. Do your job. Stay in your lane. Do your job. Move in, move in what? Not everybody can be Tom Brady, you know. And I'm, I'm not Tom Brady. I've, I've got the supermodel wife, but aside from that, But aside from that, yeah. But, and, you, and you know what happens when they win a Super Bowl? They get one of these. And you know who gets one of these? The 53-man squad. The people in the, in the front office. The coaches. The trainers. The water boys. Our girls. The ushers. I mean, because they understand that the reason that they got there was everybody did their job, and they did. Did I mention that the person who had four bags of gold got the same reward as the one that had ten? You see, in the kingdom, if we just if we if we will use what God has given to us, Paul told Timothy, he said, "Fan into flame the gift that has been given to you." Don't take it and bury it. Don't, don't take it and sit on it on the couch. Get up and fan it into flame. Here's the wood. Here's the spark. Now put them together and give it some of that so that it becomes something, can do something. By the way, even if you've only got one talent, one of those bags of gold as of Friday at the closing would have been worth one and a half million dollars. That's pretty good. And the gift you've been given is worth more than that. I want you to seriously consider being a part of a group. You say, well, I'm busy that night. Oh, yeah, which night? We got some other nights. Oh, well, I, I, I'm not available at night. We got some day groups. Yeah. Seriously consider it because they need you. And you need them. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Would you stand with me? I, I know we've really already had an altar time today, but sometimes you, you need someone else to pray with. And so those who are going to pray with people come down and it... And if you're here and you, and you need to pray with someone today, uh, 
come. These brothers and sisters will, will pray with you. And uh, yeah, sometimes you just need somebody to touch and agree with you on things. And if you don't need to come, let's worship for a few few minutes here. And uh, because we need you to worship for those who do need to come.